There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Boutique, your alternative adult shop. Looking for a naughty novelty gift? Then look no further. Mizzy'sBoutique.com. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive updates on sales and new products. Good morning, sexy humans. You're listening to Mizzy Bender on your favorite podcast this Thursday morning. Um, it's been like a super low key week, which has been really nice. I don't really have much to report, really. Um. I feel like we spent most of the last like couple of days with Spencer's parents, which has been really nice, truthfully. I kind of feel like having those downtime weekends in between like all the hustle and bustle of traveling and stuff like that is so great for balance. And I'm really happy that we're starting to figure that all out after a couple of years. Um, but seriously, like last night, it's Wednesday. The podcast launched on Thursday. So last night was Tuesday. We went to their house for dinner for pancakes. And it was just, oh my God, I love pancakes. So we had German pancakes and regular pancakes. And it was great. And then like a couple nights before that, we went over there for dinner on Sunday. And then we were also with them on Friday night. So it has been a lot of, a lot of parental time. Um, And I guess this upcoming weekend... I don't really know what we have going on, truthfully. There's nothing planned. I know that we have to go to my nephew's birthday party at Dave & Buster's, which will be super fun. I haven't been to a place like that since COVID, so I'm super curious on just like what it's like, what kind of new games. I love winning the tickets and going and getting candy from (laughs) from the little like gift shop or whatever the heck. So yeah, that's what's been going on in my world. Um... You can't forget, you have to shop Mizzy's Boutique uh, while we have the free shipping sale going on, which the coupon code is FUNFEB23 at checkout. It's like right on the main screen when you go to mizzysboutique.com. I guess that's really kind of the latest and greatest on the happenings. So today's episode is a great guy from the Swingers Alternative Lifestyle. I thought that he would be a really great guest because he has experience from all aspects of the lifestyle. He originally was a single gentleman and is now married. So he has the best perspective on etiquette, which is what this episode is going to be all about. We're going to talk different perspectives. We're going to talk his journey. We're going to talk my thoughts. Um, There's so much goodness in there that one should listen to and think about when you're going into the etiquette of things. Now, granted, a lot of the topics that we talked about is like topic, you know, or not topic specific, but scenario specific, I should say. So um, if you have any questions or anything further and you want to clarify, you can always reach out to me at mizzybender at outlook.com and we can, you know, talk through anything. But I think that we covered a lot of great territories across uh, events, hotel takeovers, n- approaching single gentlemen, j- single gentlemen approaching couples, and just like all sorts of stuff. So I'll, I, I can't wait to hear what your perspective is. Getting back to 
our guest, I asked him what he thought or why he enjoyed the lifestyle as much as he does. And his response was, I think the biggest reason is the community that comes with it. Some of the greatest people I know are in this space, and I met the love of my life because of it. Next to that, the lifestyle is a freeing environment that gives people a chance to tackle one of the biggest taboos in our society, sex. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with his perspective. And when you hear him talk through all of it, I think that you'll appreciate him as much as I do. So without further ado... Uh, thank you for inviting me, Mizzy. My name is Phil, but uh, a good amount of people in lifestyle know me as Elliot P. Ness. Been doing this crazy thing for 11 years, but the last three have been with my lovely wife. And um, yeah, I'm just a regular dude that likes to be a slut as often as I can up and down the East Coast. <laughs> I love that. I I thought that you were a great human to have this conversation with me because you have experienced the lifestyle in different forms from being a single gentleman to being married. So I thought it was an interesting way to be able to share and educate our community on what your experiences have been and some of the things that maybe you can say from the single gentleman side of things that you've noticed and that we can share. But then also from experiencing those things from a single gentleman standpoint, did it become the complete opposite now of being married? And did your thoughts change? And so I thought sharing that progression in mindset would also be a really interesting part of the etiquette because I don't think that many understand how to do the transition appropriately. So I would love to get your thoughts on that. What do you think overall? Um, yeah, it's uh, overall, I think the biggest <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest thing we all need to acknowledge is empathy, I think. Um, too often we get in the situation and it's understandable, you know, you have all these sexy people out and about, you have some liquid courage in you, things are happening, and we forget how we would feel if someone treated us in a certain way, I love you know, that. um, and not specific. And I always like to refer it more to like going to a bar or to a restaurant as opposed to going to a lifestyle event. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think most people for the most part, uh, want it to be that kind of etiquette where you don't make the assumption of, Oh, well, they're, their boobs out let me go grab them mm -hmm. or oh there's this gal over here let me just go walk up to her and ask her if she wants to have sex immediately uh most people wouldn't do that at a bar so um having that kind of mentality for one and then for two just looking at it you know in the putting the shoe on the other foot you know if it, and maybe if it's not about you imagine if it is a family member that you care about whether it's, you know, a daughter or a son or a, a, a best friend, anything in between, you know, like I know me personally, if I saw some random dude slap my mom's butt, I'm going to have problems. <laughs> so why would I think that it's okay for me to slap someone else's mama's butt? I that? love this. You know what? It's, I gave a chuckle, but it's so basic, right? It's yeah. like so simple. Do to others on what you would want done to you. It seems great. 
do you find that happens? Yes and no. Um, again, I think it's, I think it happens a good amount of the time. Um, but then there are moments in which people, I guess, have the mentality of, I paid for this event, this club, whatever, I'm going to get the most out of it. And then that's when the etiquette kind of starts to lose its focal point because we're, because, th- you know, again, we, uh, it's understandable. You, you're going there to do things with other people nine times out of 10 um, or, and you want to do those things, but um, understanding that you still have to have that solid foundation of etiquette is uh, vital. Yeah, because I mean, we're not prostitutes, right? It's not like you're paying to come to an event to actually, you know, in exchange for sex, like that's not it at all. And I think that many individuals think that when you come to a lifestyle event, you are solely just going there to fuck. And that's not true. You know, you go there to have, well, the ones that are really in the lifestyle for the right reasons go there to be in an open-minded environment, to be around like-minded individuals, to just feel sexy and open. And, you know, going back to your point, if there's a boob out, you know, that you could just be, you know, like naked if you want to and not have to worry about people crossing the lines and the boundaries. Now, When you get to a lifestyle event, how do you recommend somebody approach, whether it be a single female or it is a couple or vice versa, a couple, you know, trying to approach a single male? Because you'll be able to give perspective on all of those components. Like, what do you think is the right way to do it? Yeah, um, uh, the right way, uh, I'll say what I've done and, um, I, I think it's worked pretty well over the years. Uh, your mileage may vary, of course. You know, everyone is different and circumstances may be different. But for me personally, I always go into it first trying to um, create friendship with someone before me trying to create an opportunity to play. Um Looking at it in that regard as me just talking to you and being like, hey, how's it going? What's your name? You know, introducing yourselves and getting to know one another, I think it is um, always the best approach simply because um, you don't ever know what someone is wanting to get into that night. Um, Not everyone in the lifestyle wants to play. Not everyone in the lifestyle wants to play that day. Maybe, you know, the Red Demon came out as soon as they're going to go to the party and they still want to go, but they can't play tonight. Or maybe, you know, someone got a bonus leg, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, Creating those relationships, I think is the most important, especially if it is um, a group or a club that you're thinking about being frequent at, because it's not going to be the only time you run into them. Um, and if you do it right and you are actually trying to create a friendship, more than likely you're going to exchange information anyway. So it definitely won't be. Um, and I have I I still know the cats that I ran into 10, 11 years ago when I got into the lifestyle. Um, and we chat here and there and everything else in between because we still have that friendship. Now, not everybody, 
but the but a good amount of them um I still hang out with uh when I can because the first thought process was to create a friendship as opposed to me just trying to get it in. You know, I really love how you said that you're most likely going to be a frequent participant in either that club or group, which is so very true. Out of all the times I've had a conversation, I have never brought that point of view up. And so, right, being in the same environment with other individuals, you want to make sure that when somebody comes across you, like they're not going to be like, oh, stay clear of that person because they're boundaries. Because I will say, I don't talk ill of anybody, but if there is somebody within the lifestyle that is sharing photos, like I have some couples that will just all of a sudden start sharing photos with me of of them fucking somebody else. And I'm just like, whoa, first off, does that person have, did that person give you permission to send? Right. I never even said it was okay for you to send me that in, in any ways. You know, so in simple instances like that, I'll be like, hey, heads up, guys, just, you know, just so you know, things like this happen if I know that they're getting ready to play with them. I don't just like shit out of nowhere. But like if it's a close friend of mine, like I'll say, like, watch out for some of these red flags. And I do it because I don't want anybody to be in a vicarious situation. And I don't want there to be outing or who the fuck knows what could happen. So, yeah. Being your utmost best lifestyle person in that environment, knowing you're going to be going back to them makes so much sense. That was such a great point. So good. Now, going back to some of the cats you still speak with that you met like through your years, did you find or maybe I should first ask, like, how did you migrate from a single male to the you know being married and was there any kind of etiquette shifts that you needed to personally do and do you find that your wife has different etiquette boundaries than maybe you do that you guys had to align on yeah uh so i was not planning on being in any form of relationship i got into the lifestyle young i loved it i tried dating but it didn't really work out um, mostly in the vanilla space, some in what I thought would be similar, which is in the adult entertainment space, but that didn't work either. So I was really at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be single to the day I die. If I want kids, I'll figure it out. Um, but it, um, the transition happened at a party. I was, uh, I helped hosted an event in Jersey and my wife, my soon to be wife that I did not know was contacting me asking me uh questions and I thought she just wanted to know about the event little did I know she was interested in me Ooh, she was doing a little um, bit on you ah, right. and, and uh when I saw her walk through the door I was like either this is gonna go really well or really bad but I knew for a fact that uh if if I was going to pick up the torch again and be and date someone, it would be her. And um, that's what happened. So we started dating, which was um, a lot. There's definitely a transition for sure, going from being a single to a couple, especially for me, because again, I think the longest relationship I've ever had in my adult life might have been about eight months. Mm-hmm. So I know very little about a relationship. Um, 
and the etiquette um, was the same in terms of how I interacted with people, uh, but in terms of how I thought, um, like in terms of like me having to remind myself that is not just me was the component. So for example, um, etiquette wise, I would talk to anyone, hang out with anyone and um, not think anything of it. And my wife, when we were dating, she wanted me to remember that I'm not just running around here by myself. Um, although we do things separately, like we'll, you know, we'll be in separate circles and talking with people and things of that nature. Um, still just being able to um, get back, circle back to one another and check in or, um, or being able to let the other partner know if or when you are going to play. Those are the kind of things that, that were really the shift. Um, but the etiquette was really the, was really the same because I always wanted to communicate with people anyway. So it was just me now saying, Hey, I have a partner. Um, like what are y'all's rules together? Because, you know, now it's not just me, it's her. Like, do they do full swap? Um, or do they play separately? Like those are the kind of things that were, um, an addition to, but again, it was the same conversations I was having before, because, um, I think it's important to appropriately communicate with whoever you're interested in. One of the other reasons why I really wanted to have you as a guest on the show is because anytime anybody puts up a discussion post within the groups, you always have the most well thought out, articulated thoughts on the in yeah. a very positive way too. You know what I mean? Like you say yeah. things so flowy that you're like, oh, of course, that just makes sense, you know, and it gives you a moment to like really think about it. And I think it is because you come off so cool, calm and collected and just very like Zen that I'm very, you know, attracted to wanting to like listen to what you have to say. So I do really appreciate your thoughts because it really is just they're very simple, but they're very clear and they're very well thought out. And so thank you for bringing that to the table with us. Yeah, you, I appreciate that. Um. When, so I remember I met you a couple years ago. I feel like it was like, was it your wedding? It was like right when you got married. Do you remember that? We were at Pour Some Sugar on me. It was years ago. Yes. Yes. It was, um, it was what we, it was our first part. I think it was like the week after we got married. Yes. And it was our first party together married. So it was like our anniversary. It was a uh, anniversary. It was our honeymoon. Your honey right. Yes. Yeah. And so here I am, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, like these guys are courageous, like married one week and here they are. Like, I just thought it was like a very powerful thing, but I was also really intrigued too, because I was wondering like if those that do transition from being single and now, you know, into these compositions, do you need some downtime to align as partners to kind of see where you're at, you know, kind of like do like, you know, let's focus on us for a second and then, you know, so when, and then go into the lifestyle. So when I heard that you guys were like right in it, I was like, wow, I need to like learn more about this. Was it difficult to just go straight into, you know, this scene or was it fine? Um, there were, there were, um, learning curves for sure and, um, aches and pains through it all. But 
I don't think that was really about the lifestyle as it was about just our life coming mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important for every everyone, whether you're you're um, transitioning from a single to a couple or you guys have been together for a thousand years. Um, I've, it, it, we all need that downtime every once in a while to kind of take a step back and come together because it's hard to do that um, while you're in the motion of it all. Uh, especially, you know, when you have family and work and everything else in between, uh, we definitely took the time. Actually, we just recently took the time to kind of take a step back and uh, focus on us because we we caught ourselves getting um, like being fully vested in the lifestyle and it being it kind of like took over us as opposed to it being a part of us if that makes sense a hundred percent because with me go um using usually going to my my former home club and her going to her former home club so then you know we'd go to her club this week my club this week and then like you said we met at pour some sugar so i was uh i used to do things for uh hotel parties so then go into that and next thing you know like we're juggling all this while trying to juggle our relationship and juggle everything else in between so um, we had a we took a step back to and it wasn't anything about the lifestyle. Again, I think it was just because of life. Like it was just too much happening all at once. Yeah. And um, doing that is important for sure. And checking in is always important. I mean, we were talking about everything at all times. Um, like there was even one one night we were at a hotel party. And uh, I don't even remember what happened. I probably did something stupid. <laughs> um, but we were just, I was just like, okay, cool. I was like, we, we had some people in the room and stuff. And I was like, everybody out. And people were looking at us, like, looking at me like, what? I was like, get out yeah. now. Shoved everyone out, closed the door. And I, I looked at my wife. I was like, okay, like, and we were dating then. I was just like, what, like, what, what's wrong? What's happening? What we got to do? Do you want to leave? Like, we can pack up everything and go right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is the most important component to it all. And I'm sorry for taking a while to get to that. No, that's totally to great. Think through it. Um, but I think that is what's most important as you transition from a single to, to um, a couple is for both parties knowing that you're in there together. And no matter what happens, y'all's relationship is what matters most and, it, most and it supersedes anything else involving what's going on. Um, and because having that, having that space of understanding will then allow you all to come up and say what's wrong and what's going on in the moment as opposed to waiting later on and basically kind of taking one for the team because now you're hurt when we could have avoided that and potentially fixed that much earlier just by taking a moment together. <laughs> and, you know, it was very important for you to share all of that because I think that the listeners need to know and hear that it does get messy and not that it's messy, but it is kind of messy, right? Because you do. Sometimes I find myself, I get exhausted. We're traveling, we're doing this and our whole life becomes consumed by the lifestyle. And 
you kind of like lose yourself for a second and, and raising your hand to say, wait a minute, I need a break is really important. But I also think it comes down to the foundation of etiquette within the relationship, Mm -hmm. not just etiquette outside of those with the play partners, you know, like etiquette is everything that it is that you are as a human being. So to know that, yes, up and foremost, my partner is exactly who I need to focus on right now. And I need to make sure that I'm communicating with them. That is etiquette because that's showing that you appreciate them as a human, that you value what they are and what they're bringing to the table and that you don't want to hurt them. So right. it's really it, important to share all that. Right. And people, and I like how you said like the etiquette within the relationship because that's integral too. And uh, it's great practice because mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, people pay attention to how you interact as a couple. And if we take note that you all aren't communicating well with one another, why would we think you're going to communicate well with us? Mm -hmm. Um, Like those kind of things, honestly, um, get solidified and get better um, when you are focusing on the etiquette that you have within the relationship, because it's kind of like copy paste at that juncture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually, uh, honestly, um, you can usually tell the etiquette that someone will have with other partners based off of how they are interacting with one another as a couple. I agree with that 100%, which is probably one of the reasons why it's so far and few in between that we actually play because I do watch a lot of the foundation of other relationships and like I could smell red flags a mile fucking way, you know, like the way that you're looking at that person, the way that you're, you know, okay, did you have too much to drink and what is your partner doing to like, you know, I just, I, I watch all of it and I take it all in and just observe. So I'm very cautious on who I do play with because I do feel that there's a lack of etiquette all around and I just don't want to be the backlash of a bad situation I really take it way too far but I've seen way too much from the party side of things that it makes me nervous which is why this is so important to have this conversation and I would also imagine that you've seen a bunch too because you know I don't know if you still participate but we have had interactions where you have diagnosed let's say my only fans page to make sure that like you know so you're like in this sexual element in the sex Mm -hmm. world and then you know doing the massages and different things you've been in scenarios where others can maybe take advantage of who and what you are in that moment and I would be wondering I'm inquisitive rather if there's been a female or a male that have overstepped their boundaries from an etiquette standpoint because of those two examples and because of the two different things that you've, that I know of that you've participated in previously. Has that had any kind of weird situations? Looking for the ultimate adult entertainment night of your life? Check out mindbenderparties.com. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates. Mindbender Party, where life is anything but ordinary. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. It's, um, you know, it's, it's funny that, uh, for, for those that, uh, refuse to admit to it, 
the adult industry and the lifestyle go hand in hand. Uh, the world that we live in, they put us all together. Um, and honestly, we work together pretty well, usually. Um, but in that, I can often see uh, the the woes and downfalls that take place in the lifestyle also take place in that space as well at times. Um, and seeing those things uh, has definitely helped me. Uh, for example, uh, not naming any names, of course, or anything along those lines, but uh, there was uh, an instance when uh, I was at I was at a what they call a content house where a bunch of people come together and they do a few scenes and a few shoots uh, because they just got this wonderful location to utilize. And I was there. I was one of the the camera guys, um, and I was doing a shoot, giving massages and. The first thing that I did when I got there was um, take everyone's um, OnlyFans and Twitter handles. Because um, in my mind, just subconsciously, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if so-and-so happens to be, like, you know, if you see a face here or something there, you're going to have to tag that person as well, or at least ask them if they would want to even be in it at all. Um, and doing that, there was uh, uh, I someone was just like, oh wow, like I didn't even think about that. Thanks, that's cool, that's wonderful. And so then everyone started doing that, and luckily we did because um, came to the realization that there was um, because then all things started passing around back and forth, and we found out that someone. Um, was a bit of a predator i guess um someone like found it like they 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 looked up the twitter handle found out that this person was act was uh portraying as someone else and they got information about them being um being just a bad apple and we had we were we made sure that that person got got the boot for that night uh for that party but in the same light, like those are the things that I, I'm attentive to. Like I, when I ask people's contact information, not ask them the contact information, but ask them if it's okay, you know, like if people are recording or doing those kind of things in the adult space, I'm looking for that as well in the lifestyle. Like if I see someone just whip a camera out and start taking pictures of people, I'm like, where's the where where's the waiver forms like you know what i'm saying like those kind of things um because even if it is for you personally uh you, people should know what's going on and it's again it goes back to the communication thing and just because it's not a big deal to you does not mean that it wouldn't be a big deal to them yeah so uh being attentive to those kind of things in the adult space definitely helped me um take close eye in in the lifestyle um as well as encouraging people in the lifestyle to just you know if you are interested in being more in the adult space although that was a bad story most of them are usually pretty good but the awareness is important that there are things that happen maybe not all the time but there are things that we need to watch out for and i right. do want to piggyback on your your um, statement about the cameras because you know, we live in a very technological world right now. So phones are everywhere, right? 
Now, at our events and, and in any events, right, we know that, you know, phones should not be allowed at the events because who's taking pictures and what? Realistically, unless you're putting your, unless you're doing a phone collection at the door, it, it's not going to happen, right? You have right. to make sure, like, as an individual, like, you know exactly what it is that you're doing. So first point of etiquette, if you're going to bring out your phone, don't fucking videotape anybody if they don't know that you're doing it. I had a situation at one of our events. So we make sure that we we have a paid photographer at our events that will take any kind of sexual picture you want. So like you mm -hmm. go do your thing if you want it recorded with him. Also noting, because I do it too, you know, I'm filming my content for my social media and I have my phone out. So I feel like it's hypocritical for me to, you know, kind of come down on anybody else if I see them. But I do go over and I just say, I just want to make sure you see that I see you have your phone out and I'm watching what you're doing. At one of our events, we had a girl up on the stripper pole and she was dancing, doing her thing. And all of a sudden I turn and I see that there's somebody filming and taking pictures. Now I go up to that person and I say, just want to let you know, you know, this is not allowed. Did you get permission? This person got so mad at me that I approached them about the camera being out. And she was so nasty to me. She's like, I did get permission. I did this. I did that. And I'm like, well, you know what? As the host of the event, it is my job to make sure that our guests are in, you know, are feeling secure and feeling private right. and not feeling like somebody is doing something that they, you know, should not be doing. So I was kind of taken back that this person got like, uh, nasty with me but I was like you can either put your phone away or you can go on out the door because having that response with me is probably not the best way to do it because you know that this is a conversation that somebody would have with you seeing the camera out in the open right so and and what you did was right and I think that's a component that we all need to do a better job at acknowledging too um and that's like the we have to do a better job of not trying to have a level of entitlement um especially if it's a place that you go to often to show you know because you get comfortable and you're like okay well like i can kind of i can do this because you know i'm always here but that's not the case uh the, the one of the biggest parts of etiquette is its consistency um, you know you have to have like if you don't have the integrity to do to to be consistent with your etiquette, like then I'm not going to, even if you are doing the right thing, I'm not going to trust it because maybe you're just doing it today. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and we, especially as patrons that are going to these events, um, we have to realize that, you know, take a step back and, and look at the circumstance and say, you know what? Like, I'm glad that you're asking me that question because if I was up on that pole and it was someone that didn't get permission from me, I would hope that someone would ask them the question mm -hmm. um, as opposed to feeling entitled to, to the, to the situation, especially when you didn't even talk to the people running the show to make sure that they knew that right. that's what was happening. I um, so for us as, uh, cause you know, there's etiquette too, when it comes to being, patrons to the events um and 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 interacting with the event hosts i think it's important for us to to stop trying to feel entitled to things um look at the rules acknowledge what they are and do what we can to not only practice them but to support them as well 
um, and not be nasty over the circumstances just because you feel as if you got a chip on your shoulder. I love Because this. none of us do. That's right. Like, and that's, you know, one of the things I always let others know is, even though you've, if you've mentioned it, people come to the same, you know, venues time and time again. But every single time you step foot through that venue, it is a new day. It is a new moment. It is a new situation. So whether you have gone there and played with the same person 15 times over again, 15 times over again, you should be having the conversation of Mm -hmm. what's allowed. How are you feeling? What are the boundaries? You know, this, that, and the other thing. I make sure at all times, if there's somebody that I'm interested in playing with, great segue to the next question. A couple. We have this couple, super sexy. I really love their energy, very flirtatious back and forth. We are every single time I see them. What are the rules? Are we super open? Are we flowy? If he tells me that it's okay to be super open with his wife and everything, when she's not there, I say, okay, when she comes back, I'm going to ask her. Yes. You do that. Well, yes, I do, because I want to hear it from her mouth that both of you are on the same page and that it's okay for me to be open with both of you. So you've just given me permission to be open with your wife. I feel really happy about that. Thank you. I want to hear from her that she's willing to accept my openness. And I want to hear from her that it's okay that I'm open with you. So I need to be aligned with everybody on the same page because I don't want there to be any kind of whatever. And at one point in time, this gentleman said to me, he's like, are you going to ask me this every time we see each other? Every time, motherfucker, every time we see each other, I'm going to ask you because I don't exactly how you said, like the red demon can show up at one point in time or who knows where you're at. Just because we were super flirty and sexual the first time does not mean that you're feeling that way today. And it doesn't have to be me and it doesn't have to be the environment. It could just be something inside of us that's just not working right that night. So it's really important for the alignment. So having a restart at every single time is really important. And I would also like to ask you, how do you feel about couple connections? For this example here, do you find that single men might take advantage of the scenario more so when like the husband part walks away and the wife is just there? Do you think that there's a stigma or whatever you would want to say around single men being more aggressive in those kinds of compositions, trying to get more of a play scenario when the guy is not around. I, um, it definitely happens. It probably happens most with a guy. Uh, actually, no, I won't say that. Um, and I'll, I'll explain why once I, once I get to what, to the point, but, um, it definitely happens and there's a level of oftentimes um a single guy or any guy uh single or not just wanting to interact with a gal they kind of feel i guess it's kind of you know it's like the gates open almost you know the husband leaves he kind of feels if oh like the gates open let me let me dig in a little deeper and what really should happen initially and what I used to do I, and I still do, and it has nothing to do about uh, being misogynistic or anything along those lines. I get it that some people, um, they have relationships where where the gal, she gets to do whatever she wants. You don't have to ask the husband, blah, 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 blah. I get it. 
But at the end of the day, he might try to punch me in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. like, not for nothing, like, you know, like, it looks different if a girl hits you because the circumstance, like, everyone will come and make sure that whatever's happening stops happening. But if two dudes start fighting, doesn't matter what the circumstances may be, it's going to get messy. Yeah. Um, And that's just how I think of it. So I'm always making sure that the husband is just as comfortable um, as the wife, especially because like what you said earlier about hearing it, like as much as I can hear it come out of her mouth that she's cool with me and wanting to do things, I'm going to hear it out of his mouth as well uh, because you, it's a, you're a two-headed monster. And it's important to make sure, again, communicating that, every like have the communication so then everybody knows all parties know what's going on um even if it is cool for you to do whatever you want if your husband is there i still want them to know what's happening because that that just makes me feel better because again like i'm i'm thinking in the back of my head if he opens a door and sees me on top of his wife and he didn't want that it's going to be a bloodbath, and I don't want that. So I'm going to avoid it as best as I possibly can, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the situation. So, um, and I, again, it's just about, like, ask the hard questions. I know it's tough. We we get worried about, um, you know, um, of rejection, and I understand it. And if that is the case, and it's understandable, that's also why you can do your homework. Mm-hmm. Um, if you interact with these people before you go to the event, that's one of the things my wife actually like taught me how to do pretty well is just chatting it up, you know, like, Hey, like, is it cool for me to, to, you know, DM you on Facebook or on one of the, um, or on one of the, the lifestyle sites before the event, you know, just chat a little bit, get to know each other a little bit better, so on and so forth. and kind of do the work the prep work beforehand so that you can get a vibe so that when you're there in person it's it's a little easier to interact and engage yeah um but um that all those things that goes for men and women and I almost said I feel like men do it more and I corrected myself because uh honestly in our circumstances with me and my wife women tend to try and do more with her without her consent, Mm -hmm. especially when I walk away, as opposed to anything else in between, as well as women trying to do more with me when she walks away. (laughs) You know, I'm so glad that you say that because I'm like the only one I feel like that has that defense. Like I know that I started it with the single men specifically because somebody on Facebook asked, you know, to have this this conversation. But I also find that women are much more entitled to their sexual behaviors than a man. In all of my time that I have participated in the lifestyle, I have had more boundaries crossed by females than Mm -hmm. I have by men. And ladies, just because we have a vagina and boobies does not mean that we have the right to do whatever the fuck we want. And I also want to comment on the fact of how you had said, you know, you want to hear it from her too. Even though she might have open reign to do whatever she wants and to go and play however she wants, that conversation still needs to happen as a couple. And that couple still does need to present it together because 
the one thing about educating the lifestyle is properly communicating, which does come down to etiquette and communication all hand in hand, I feel like. And there's a lot of confusion and I'll kind of relate it to like a DS kind of relationship. Not many individuals understand how you're supposed to interact with those two individuals, especially specifically if the female is collared. Now, Mm -hmm. You and I, okay, maybe we have some awareness of what the dynamics are, you know, should be or the etiquette should be, but those, that couple there should be open-minded enough to know that everybody is not educated in their composition. Not everybody is educated in how you are allowed to speak to the submissive at that moment in time. So initially, when you come to an event, you have to be open-minded enough to know that everybody you come in contact with, you're going to have to share what that composition is. And you're going to have to clearly communicate and articulate it. And you can't get upset with somebody if they don't understand and cross, I'm going to say cross a boundary, but that could be a very simple boundary of even just talking to the submissive. In that moment and using that example, it's more about educating to say, you know, I understand that you just spoke to my submissive, but these are our rules and boundaries. And this is how this composition works. It's the same thing in a swingers composition, even though, you know, we're not as hardcore with, you know, the talking and stuff like that. But it's important to hear the conversation from everybody. And then whatever happens for the rest of the night, that's great. You know, you have free reign to do whatever you want, but right. initially, no. So I really love how you had said that also and have more of the male point of view that it's not just men because that stigma does need to dissipate and that does need to go away because it is everybody. And it's not just single men. It's married men also. Yeah. <laughs> you have a very... Yeah from what I see, a very unbalanced way that the lifestyle works, right? Because the female has more of an opportunity, it seems, to have some sexual endeavors than, you know, the male side of things at times. And you can hear and sense the inconsistencies and thoughts from the male side of things that would make them be a little bit more, not pushy, maybe bold or something weird happens because I've come across more single men that have crossed boundaries than single men. So, you know, I more married men that cross boundaries than single men. Yeah. 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 Because I think, you know, and I, I don't know really what it is, but from my experience, you know, that's what I have felt. There's not been any single men that have like really crossed any kind of lines with me, but on the married side of things, you know, I don't know if it's because they see their female getting so much more action that they try and become a little bit more bold in their approach or something, but I find it to be off-putting. So that's why yeah. I really like the alignment between the couples to ensure everybody's on the same page. So at least I know how to navigate their relationship and them. And, you know, sometimes you got to manage down or up depending on what it is, you know? So yeah, And I think it's important too to, again, just have the conversation um, and ladies uh you know it's and uh, as men uh, as a man i should say i won't speak for all men but as a man um i know that i do not express um not only my emotions well but my desires mm. is kind of something that um i wasn't really taught to do you know um and and uh being able to have a conversation with one another helps greatly like for example like with my wife i uh i'll say there was a dry spell for a little while because i was transitioning 
um, to, we were trans, I was transitioning to her home club and I'm used to my club where, you know, people knew me and it wasn't that much, uh, as much effort, I guess I'll say when it came to playing. And now I'm in this whole new space and, you know, she's getting in, these are all her people. So she's having a good time. And, and one day I was just like, you know what? Like, I, I miss, like, getting it in. You know what I'm saying? It's been, it's been a while since I, you know, ran through, a, ran through a party and, you know, played with a bunch of people. And that was something that we then talked about. And um, she encouraged, but then she also, she also was my wingman, essentially. And sometimes, ladies, like, you might need to be your, your partner's wingman. Like, you know, that's what it is. If, sometimes, you know, they... Uh, we all need something uh, to assist, and I uh, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that. Um, and when things are slow, like, talk to your partner first. Like, uh, I see it too often on social media where people are talking about the woe is me when it comes to um, engaging and playing. And um, not, not for nothing, none of us can really help you because we're not going to be there at the parties with you, but your partner will be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about y'all you know, working together. And sometimes that might be a conversation you don't want to hear. It's like, yeah, because your breath stink. Bring this gum every time you go to a party. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. But that's true though. You know, listen, if you're going to navigate the lifestyle as a couple, you need to make sure that you're both supporting one another on your wants, your needs, your desires. Another thing I say all the time, like, when you're communicating, it's not just communicating with your partner, it's communicating with your own self, making sure yeah. you know what it is that you want. <clears throat> How are you going to share this with your partner? How is your partner going to receive it? Have you thought about all these different things where you can have a really good conversation without being defensive and getting upset or angry or anything of the sorts? And I think all of this fits within the lifestyle etiquette because mm-hmm. etiquette ultimately means being your best at whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, all these points of view are very different than anything that I've discussed before. So I'm so happy that you were able to share, you know, your vulnerability because there were some things that you did have to share that was a little bit more, you know, in depth to your personal relationship. And so I do appreciate that. If you were to say, like one thing that you would want to leave the audience with from an etiquette standpoint, what would that be for you? Uh, um, so speaking of what, with what you were saying, I, I think there are four, four points of etiquette. Uh, of course, we know the etiquette amongst you and your partner or, you know, the relationship, the etiquette with the people that you, the, the potential play partners, uh, the etiquette that we talked about, about the vendors, uh, the group planners, and us as patrons. But then the the biggest etiquette, which you had just stated, is the etiquette with yourself. Mm. And I think the most important thing to do um, when it comes to etiquette is to first start with the etiquette internally. Because uh, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, if you don't know that, you're grumpy because you've been going to eight parties and the only thing you've done was sit around and drink at them. Uh, how can you express that to somebody else? If you don't know, um, if you're not thinking about being empathetic towards someone, 
because you yourself are not thinking about how it would feel towards you or to someone else you care about, how can you express that to somebody else? Uh, how can those actions take place? So um, having that internal chat and checking in with yourself once in a while, like I, I got it on my calendar at least once a month where I am doing a check-in for all things with me to kind of get a vibe to understand what's happening uh, internally because that is the first step. You have to understand what's going on within you so then you can potentially share it with someone else and get the assistance necessary for this, um, for you to really maximize your time and the lifestyle, because that's really what all this is about. You know, um, that's, that's what I care for everyone. Obviously, that's what you care about, Mizzy, because that's why you have um, this, this platform. Uh, you know, it's about enjoying it as best as you possibly can in a healthy manner. Yes. And that first starts with you. I love that. I think that that's the best way to end the show. Um, if anybody listening wants to hear, you know, more about you or just, you know, kind of follow you, is there a place that they can do that? Yeah. Um, so I am, uh, my name on across all social media platforms is Elliot P Ness. That is two L's, two T's and two S's. Um, I'm actually gonna, I'm, I'm gonna start writing. I started writing blogs. Uh, they'll be launched in February. Um, I'm also hoping to be on more chats like this. Um, so that will be the easiest way to really find me because I'll be my, um, all my handles are that I might be getting a website with that too, to make it easy. Yeah. Um, but I definitely am talking with the missus and after you asking me to be here today, Mizzy, I definitely, um, she was like, you should do this more. And I was like, ah, I don't know. We'll see. But, um, I feel like this is giving me the nudge to do it. So, so watch out world. He's coming for you. <laughs> going to be great. I'm so thankful that you joined us today and all of his, um, contact information will be in the body of all of the, uh, social medias that I send out and also within the body of the actual podcast information. So it'll be easy for you to go and seek him out. If you have any questions that you would want follow up for, for us to discuss, send it our way, Bender at outlook.com and uh, we'll see what we can do. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and took away some good key points, topics, discussion threads. Who the heck knows what you're thinking after this? As mentioned, if you have any questions, MizzyBender at Outlook.com. All right, everyone. Until next time, talk to you super soon. The Mizzy Bender Show, where no topic is off limits. Join the one and only Mizzy Bender as she talks everything sex, curiosities, fantasies, and more. Subscribe to our mailing list to receive the latest event listings and updates.